the whole point of stand up is you're by yourself. It's all you. Yeah. And for years, you're just learning how to do it. And once you learn how to do it, if you're not trying to completely be yourself, right? If it's like as corny as this shit is, like the Gary Shandling documentary is really good. He just talks about like it being like almost self discovery, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious for him to say that because you hear him talk about like I just gotta find myself and then it's like jokes about having a little dick or whatever yeah. but it's like <laughs> yeah. and I'm the same way where I, right. it feels to me like this grand spiritual pursuit and I'm ultimately talking about not being able to get hard during yeah. a threesome you know but at the same time it's like I do feel like that's the whole fucking point it's like this weird if you don't come if you're doing it and you've never come up with like who you are and even guys that are just straight joke writers you understand who they are if they're good at stand up yeah through the jokes yeah it's like it's almost like seeing someone through echolocation instead of like light it's like you put together their jokes paint such a clear picture of who they are that you get them welcome to the underground comedy podcast with Sean Joyce for more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. We got some big news this week. First, Saturday Night Live star Chris Red will be headlining two special shows at Big Hunt this Thursday. You can get tickets on the website. We don't usually get people from SNL, so that's exciting. And Chris isn't normally in such a small venue, so it will definitely be a unique type of experience. And I would recommend checking that out. In even bigger news, Underground Comedy Fest is back for the fourth year, March 27th through 30th. It will take place in venues across Washington, D.C. We'll have 20 shows with over 80 comics from across the country. Opening night, we'll have two Comedy Central Up Next audition showcases featuring the best comics in the city. Comics selected from those shows will perform on Clusterfest, Comedy Central's huge festival in San Francisco this summer. We will be closing out the fest with two shows from our old friends, Stavros Halkius, Nick Mullen, and Adam Friedland. The three of them are the co-hosts of the hit podcast, Come Town. Now, if Come Town sounds like something that you might not be into, you are correct. Don't listen to it. It will upset you. But if that name seems funny to you, I think the podcast will be to you too. On March 30th, the three of them will co-headline a stand-up show at 8 o'clock at Black Cat, and then they will do a live podcast at 10 o'clock at Black Cat. Again, you can get tickets on the website, Finally, this weekend, we've got DC's Best Showcase at Big Hunt and Matt Bronger at DC Draft House. DC's Best Showcase will only be on Friday night. There will not be any shows at Big Hunt on Saturday due to ridiculous St. Patrick's Day celebrations. You can get tickets and info again to all these shows on the website. And that brings us to our guest today, Stavros Halkios. In addition to the two festival shows he's doing, he will also be here this Friday closing out the DC's Best Shows. So you got three chances to see him. If you're on the fence about which one to go to, I think the stand-up show at Black Cat will be the best of the three. Stavros is a great comic who performed regularly with Underground Comedy for years before moving to New York and starting his podcast with two other former DC comics. Their podcast gets hundreds of thousands of listeners each week. Stavros just did a feature set for Comedy Central that you can see on their website, and he is now headlining throughout the country. All right, let's fucking talk about comedy. Sure, let's do it. All right, how how long you were seven years in? Ten at this point. Ten. I started doing comedy when I was nineteen. Whoa. Yeah. Um, started doing comedy when I was nineteen. I stopped for like a year or two, so it's like maybe it's like closer to eight or nine or whatever. Okay. I stopped to like go to college. Okay. Um, I did it the winter break of my freshman year of college. I did like open mics, and then I kind of 
I was one of those people that like would pop in every month, do a couple. Right. Months. One of those guys that thinks that's what comedy is. Yeah, you, you don't. Know what I mean? A lot of yeah, you don't yeah. realize that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I did that. I did a lot of like Irwin, the King, Irwin the God, Kaleidoscope comedy, baby. Uh, I did a lot of those rooms. That was my first open mic. How many people would be like, in the crowd for those rooms? Oh, brutal. My first mic that I ever did in my life was at, uh, what the, I don't remember, some seafood restaurant in College Park attached to a Clarion Inn, and there was seven comics and then like one drunk guy. Nice. That just He was that level of drunk. He was my local bar. He was like, I'm going to the closest bar yeah, wherever yeah, I yeah, live. Yeah. It's clearly a thing of just survival. And I will be drinking at the seafood restaurant. Was he paying attention? Sort of, actually. Yeah, he, yeah. Wasn't, he wasn't a bad audience member. Right. And I remember feeling like I did well, but I'm sure I bombed my. Everyone's comedy off. is shaped around making that guy laugh. Yeah. All yeah, your yeah, jokes, yeah. you know, you're just writing. You're trying to think about what he yeah, likes, yeah, what's yeah, getting yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys ever find a fucking a bag of combos? On uh, the parking lot, and then you, you think it's fucking, you think they're pepperoni flavored, but it's actually a bag of cat shit. <laughs> and it's like, he's, you know, he's yeah. laughing his ass off. You're yeah. like, all right, I got it. I'm ready. I think I, I think that's I see it. how it works. That's what it is. Um, yeah, and I, you know, just kind of did stuff around Baltimore and stuff like how that. How soon after that did you start coming down to DC? <sighs> Not, I didn't come down very much. I, uh, I, I had this weird thing where I had done Kurt Shackle for his rooms. He like liked me that first go around immediately. Yeah, and then I just canceled on him to do some. Again, you have no Ooh, idea what mistake. you're doing. You have no idea what you're doing. But it was also just a horrible show. It's like these like idiot guys in Baltimore. They're like, yeah, we're, we're doing a big. We're having a big oh, yeah, show, yeah. and it's like it's just canceled. Like I get to the place and it's no sign of a show. Right. And the guy just texts me three hours after it was supposed to start. Yeah, man, had some scheduling mishaps. Yeah. I got a ticket that <laughs> night too, like for park and it, and then. Kurt did not answer an email back right. for me for fucking, you know, for yeah, years. It's funny because he will, if he likes you, you get randomly plucked yeah. early, but then if you fuck up one thing, done, you're closed and out. And that's, that's what I was. I was 19. And, like, the people that were doing his rooms back then were really, it was like a porn on It was, you know, Hampton. It was, yeah. like, really, like, people that, Nick Turner, like, that. the people that went on to have, like, good careers. That was right before I started doing yeah. stand-up. Yes, and then, but then I just kind of disappeared for, because I was like, oh, this fucking pressure to go to, co you know, go to college and shit, and so I, uh... Did you finish college? I technically have not finished college. Oh. I have four, I have six credits left, but I, gra they're language credits, and I know a foreign language, and I could have taken a test yeah. to get out of them, but I was like, <sighs> they let me walk, they were like, you can walk as long as you promise to get these credits in the summer, and I was like... Oh yeah, I'll be doing that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like, and I even sort of planned on doing it. But the whole reason I went to college was so my mom could see me walk in oh, that dumb that, fucking that's gown hilarious. with that stupid hat. That's hilarious. And I, I graduated with like a three nine. I had a great, I had magna cum laude. Wow. Yeah, but I just didn't get the degree because I didn't. I was like, I don't give a fuck about. And then you school. never tried to get an office job or anything with. That I did. Degree. I just lied. No one fucking checks. Yeah, right. I just said I have a degree. That's hilarious. Yeah. I guess if and if you ever had to go back, you could get it so quickly. Yeah, I mean, although now at this point, it's like maybe a lot. I mean, the, who knows? The degree, the shit might have changed, but like, I don't give a fuck. What do I need? Yeah. That? If I ever have to have a job. That has a college degree attached to it. I will fucking kill myself. Anyway, if I'm, if anyway, I'm back, yeah. If I'm back, back in to that world, that, yeah. forget it, dude. That's true. That's not the, then. That's not the saddest part about my life, right? You know, so that's pretty cool. I had that same thing where I didn't. 
I had to, I dropped my entire last semester because I used up all my drop credits and I was failing econometrics. So I had to withdraw from the entire semester and then I couldn't walk. And I had already fucked around for so long that my sister, who's two years younger than me, was walking. Hilarious. So we should have been graduating on the same That's day. So fucking but instead, funny. she graduated. My parents came up <laughs> and I hadn't graduated. <laughs> and I still had to go do two more classes over the summer, which was six credits. And, uh, I I did them and then like just didn't have a gra- oh, college really? graduation. Oh really? Yeah. So you, I had the graduation you deserved. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom kept asking me for years, like, you know, they haven't uh, mailed me the diploma yet, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll get right, I'll email yeah. them about it, mom. <laughs> that's that's fucked up. I'm surprised you didn't just print one out off the internet. I really fucking should have. It was so different. They're so easy. Fuck. They don't look like anything. You're just right. a sheet of paper. I fucked up. I really, I literally should have done that. Yeah, it takes it would take nothing. Cause when you see it, you're just like this. Yeah, this. I sucks. guess this is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Even when you see them on your like doctor's office wall or the lawyer, you're like, no big deal. Yeah, this is fake. Right. This fucking sucks. You did this at Kinkos. I remember when you started coming down to when you started doing my shows. I think I think I saw you maybe at Townhouse Tavern first. Oh yeah, Ta- I like Townhouse. And I feel like you came down with Mullen. Yes. Or came to the show with Mullen. I was around before that, for okay. sure. Uh, I just don't think... I think you. I feel like you were like a Virginia guy. Yeah, definitely. So I really oh. didn't... Because I was in Baltimore. So I would come to D.C. before that. Mm-hmm. But I, I very rarely did, like, went all the way the fuck out to Virginia. Um, so that was probably a year or two after I had already like been doing comedy again i was probably like right. three years or something in but yeah me and mullen mullen moved back to maryland because he was suicidal and gonna kill himself his plan was to kill himself in maryland and uh he from austin did he move yeah he moved from austin he had like a bunch of like fucked up things you know he mm-hmm. just like he moved to la and he hated it and what he had like a psychotic break or some shit he mm-hmm. says and like um he just had a bad time and he just moved back in first just like a cheap place in Baltimore and then later with his mom, I think. And then um uh but we became we became fr- I met him when he was just g- drunk as shit in Baltimore doing sidebar and all that kind of shit, but yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I remember you guys coming down and I had that I was probably two and a half years in at that point and I felt like everybody lived in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. Cuz like really there was no mic at the improv. The only good mic was at Arlington Draft House. Right, true, true. And it was like, who's doing comedy in Maryland? Yeah, yeah. No yeah. one really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like yeah. everyone who lives in Virginia. And then I moved into DC and was started those shows, and everybody that was doing them that was good was from Virginia. Mm. There weren't people from Maryland doing those shows, and so when you guys showed up, I'm like, who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and then you, I, re- I remember very vividly. You know, you you write your name down and I'm like, I'm like, what's your last name? And you're like, Halkius. I'm like, and I remember like looking at you like, are you, you seriously want me to fucking say that? <laughs> yeah. You really want me to say Stavros Halkius? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. going to make up some other shit That's or it, just baby. say just Stavros, yeah, just say yeah, Stavros, yeah. which is so such a you yeah. know, idiotic mentality <laughs> yeah, 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 on yeah, yeah, my yeah, part. Yeah. But it is really what I thought uh, yeah. in that moment. And then like Mullen's like sitting in the corner like not saying a word and i'm like who's this fucking brand new comic yeah yeah it's yeah. never done comedy of before. course of course and uh and you know. was the only one that was probably good back then because you know he'd already been to like montreal and stuff yeah exactly i remember having that thought where when he moved when he showed up to baltimore because that was the same thing 
I was like, I thought I knew everyone in Baltimore. Right. And I'm like, who the fuck? This guy just started comedy and he's this full. I felt like a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Um, it was so confusing. Yeah. It's so confusing. Yeah. You see him do stand up. Because someone who's already done Montreal doesn't just show up at a fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basement bar with 15 gay people bar in it. Yeah. leaking. With yeah. Fucking, <laughs> with fucking mold problems. Yeah. <laughs> the whole place smells like vomit. And then all of a sudden, yeah, somebody that's like, should have, uh, like, yeah. was already had moved. Right. right, is, right. Uh, is already there. So, yeah, that was. Those were wild times back then. Oh, yeah. Those were fun, though. That was a fun show. And then, yeah, it was nice. There was a nice run uh, when uh, everybody was still here from that kind of group. Oh, yeah. We had a great fuck. I mean, I think that's a big reason. Like, I think I think a lot of people are very talented that I like that we were in that same like cohort of. Right. And it's this thing where it's like, yeah, you want to be around good i don't think we realized that we were around good comics because right. it's like it's all you know but it's like that was a good run you know yeah it's funny it always feels like every time it happens when whenever when that like all you guys moved it's like well this is ruined yeah this yeah, is yeah, over yeah, yeah. and then pretty much like tyler richardson like held it together mm-hmm. it was like tyler was holding every show together and then he left and then it was like Oh, this is fucked. This yeah, is fucked yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fucking Lafayette came back. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah Lafayette. Lafayette's put the whole and Lafayette wasn't doing shows. And I'm like, you got to do these shows, dude. And he yeah. was like, you know, he's like, I, nah, I, I don't have a car. And I'm like, I'll buy you a car, dude. <laughs> I will buy you a car, <laughs> and you can pay me back for it. I'm like, you can do work for me and and pay me back. And he's like, no. He's like, I can't. And that you know that'll make it comedy a job. And I was like okay, you can work at a coffee shop and you can pay me back. And he's like, let me think about it. Yeah, so yeah, then he yeah. goes and talks to his brother. Brothers le- starts letting him borrow his car and then Lafayette starts doing every show. So then Lafayette is holding the shows together oh, yeah, of course. until like, then like Milner and Martin and Benji and Dylan like get really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that seems like the golden right, right, right. time and then that all disintegrates. Yep. And now it's like, now, now, Cook and Ross and Summers and Eddie are getting funny. So yeah, you know it ha- It's it's interesting how the waves happen. Yeah, how was it? And then it was rough for you up in New York when you got up there. Man, my first year was fucking horrible. Um, I mean it's horrible for everyone. And I didn't even have like a horrible. I didn't even have like a bad time. Like I got in. I got past at a couple clubs immediately. But getting past because the thing you go from being like the best comic, like you know one of the best comics in a city where you get to do as much stage, exactly as much stage time as you want. You're so confident. So confident, like, you, like doing literally performing like, t- and the the scene was good. Like now, all the comics in DC are so spoiled. Oh yeah, like they I have know. no fucking idea. It's crazy how fucking easy, like, good the stage time is. It just got even crazier this past couple months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of paid work and shit here now. It's too. nonstop paid yeah. work on the weekends. Yeah, and like if we had that, who knows? Because I mean, the I mean, really, there's a lot of people, and even people who like. I mean, me and Molly got lucky that our podcast popped, but right. like, there's still like Jamel's funniest shit. Like, out of the people that like are still kind of grinding and still trying to get their first thing, I yeah. mean, I have faith in a lot of them because they're fucking. And even people that it's like you know, what if, if you've hit a hard time or whatever, it's like they were fucking really. There was a lot of people that were like just crushing here yeah. at the time, um, and they can come back and still crush. Yeah, it so. really it feels almost like. I used to think it was like a college where it's like this is college and then like the big yeah I remember you saying that but I've changed the what I like to think of it now is like in basketball terms it's actually like kind of like a Euro League where it's like Spain or something like that where it's not 
it's really good, but it's not as, you know, the competition is as good. It's like, it is still pro, but it's like just a shit. It's not the minor league exactly. It's a different, like, less competitive countries. Right. You know, like the Tur- the Spanish league is good. The Turkish league is good. You know, place people that can't quite make it in the NBA play overseas. Or just have some weird personality and decide to stay over there. Yeah, there's like Mike D'Antoni, the coach of the Rockets right mm-hmm. now. Uh, played him in Italy. His whole he couldn't hang on in the NBA, but he was like a fucking legend in Italy. Yeah, and there's people that are just sort of like that. Like I prefer this style of play or whatever, and like you know, right? Yeah, or like some people just have some people have really good jobs. True, and they're like, I just I'm not yeah, gonna exactly. take the chance. Exactly. Like I think there's some people that they got good jobs and they're just like, if I get it, if I get a break, I'll take it. But I'm not gonna go right. put myself through the hell of yeah, that first yeah, yeah. year in New oh, York. Of course. And it, first of all, I got lucky that it was only really a year and a half. Like, and after that, my life got really good. Like right now, things are great, and uh, I'm getting the headline and all this stuff. But I was prepared to have like minimum five miserable years. In New five York. miserable years. I was prepared. I was like, it could be horrible. I could be fe- wow, being a dude. feature into you know. But there's nothing else I wanted to do. There's yeah. no fuck. I never had a. I could never have a job anymore. I could never. And I just, you know, I just believed in whatever. It's like I didn't. I don't know. At that point, you were like, you were like, I, I don't ever want to have a real job. Yeah, so I'm just gonna. It's good. Whatever this, whatever happens here, I'm in. Like if I ha- and like if I get to the point where I'm like 40 or something, and I'm like. And it's just brutal, and I haven't had a good relationship. Yeah, and I yeah. live with fucking. Maybe then I'll what you know. But that's that was I moved when I was twenty five. Yeah, so that's so a that long, was like yeah, that's fifteen years down the road. Right. It was there was no, there was no like ever plan of like doing anything else. I mean, that's my whole life has been sort of like, my whole adult life has been spent preparing to do comedy f- as a job. And without the podcast, you would be working in clubs in New York, mm-hmm. and then probably middling on the yeah, road I'd be featuring and doing like or doing like off nights for no money yeah. and like yeah this like i could headline like i would be a good comic that's the thing i my com my stand-up has had nothing to do with the podcast it's been right like, what the trajectory i'm on now is just like i'd be this good at stand-up maybe not in the last year that i've started headlining more that's right. different yeah but like in terms of just all this material was developed when i didn't have shit going on all the like I did stand up for eight years before I ever did. Yeah, it's just the around. headlining ability. It's the reps as yeah. a headliner. Like yeah, like now I'm good at it, and but but I wasn't. It took me six months to kind of mm-hmm. figure it out. And when I say I'm good at it, I mean I can do it competently. Right, I don't right. mean like I'm a great headliner. I'm just saying I'm not scared <laughs> to do an hour anymore. Where it like used to be like, let's see how this goes. Right. And there would be great times, and then there would be times where I'm like, whew. That was yeah, and there's a lot of headliners that are that way still. Right, you know, in your, it's, I think it's your style is, it translates well into a headlining set. Right, I actually, I yeah, I've actually had trouble now going back to shorter sets sometimes when I'm really in headlining mode because it's yeah. like, I like taking my time and like getting to know a crowd and like not feeling the need to crush within thirty seconds of being on stage, but that's also a skill you have to have. But it's just like. You know, I'd like to be able to do everything, but you just get in different mind frames. You yeah, because I could see that when you were because you were doing those short sets at Big Hunt and when you were doing them, you could see you're so comfortable and 
really setting up your personality. Right. But your set was half over. Yeah. I, yeah. I would just be like taking my time. And the thing is, it was, it's not quite bombing because everyone's like into it. No. Yeah. But no one's laughing. You're yet. pulling everyone in. You're yeah. spending that first five minutes. You're pulling everyone in. Then you start hitting. Then your set's over. Right. Right. And right. so, you know, you, you could. De- I, I was thinking that watching you. I was like, this is like your two headliner yeah. for a 10 minute spot. But it's also like, I don't want to like even mess with that energy. Yeah. It's well, you know, and yeah, it's like, especially not when I'm, cause if I come down here, I'm working on stuff and I want it to work in my voice. I right, want it to right, like, right. you know, I just like, I also don't want to fuck with it. But the thing is, if I'm ever auditioning for something, I have to have, you know, five minute sets and ready to go. And, I still don't have a TV. I mean, I I did something with Comedy Central, but it's not quite a TV credit. What'd you it do? It sort of is. They just have they changed the short sets, like the premium blends or the whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're just doing it online now. So I did one of those. So they're not going to ever have another Adam Devine's house no, party. No, they might air the sets in some weird way on this channel, but it's not going to be like a designated block of programming. Right, right. Because no one fucking watches TV. So I have my first short like network. Yeah, but they gotta air something. I know. I know, but I th- it's obvious that. But also, the, the thing, the truth is, they don't have to fucking pay us if if it's uh-huh. on the internet. If it's on TV, like my friends that told me what they got paid for fucking Adam Devine's house. Like my friends got to go to Hawaii. Right. They got a free fucking vacation, and they made probably I don't know five grand or something, and right. I made like no money, like no money. The to, internet version of five grand. Yeah, seven hundred something, whatever. Yeah. Just like not money for what's gonna you know air or whatever, but. I don't give a fuck. I just want to have something out there, and you know, but I. The, but where did they? Where did you record it? At uh, Littlefield. It was great. Don't get me wrong. It was a fucking awesome, and the crowds were great, and it looks cool, and the comics were really funny. You did um, five minutes. I did. Yeah, I think we did seven minute sets, and they're gonna cut them into like four minutes or five minutes or something like that. And is it have any type of name? I, I think it's like Comedy Central present it's it's just some kind of like presenting or something presents some I don't know fucking exactly. five minutes yeah 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 it's cool i'm i'm really excited about it um but i want to keep doing more short sets so it's this thing of like figuring out how to negotiate those things but i am kind of in headlining mode right now because i'm about to go on this big tour and like you know right and it's also important to get your fucking get who you are across like i think i'm going to just continue to struggle with getting that energy delivered quicker and quicker until it happens. Like it's kind of the way, like we've talked about it before where I said, like I never used to be, I couldn't do crowd work. I never was able to do it for years doing standup. And I'm, I like think I'm pretty good at it. And it's because it was like a very gradual process of like, Oh, first something happens and you, you're too scared to react. Then it happens. And then you have a thought and you're like, well, I should, Maybe say this, but you're yeah, just petrified to break from your jokes, yeah. and then you say it real quick without any confidence, and like just see how it happens, and then you like commit to that. But the second that's over, you stop, and then finally you can get to the point where you just inv- almost invite things to happen. You invite the uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. You say something not knowing what's going to happen, and you just sort of yeah. have the confidence to know that those things that you're thinking that you used to be too scared to say will pop up or they won't and you'll have to fucking handle it some other right. way. And that's kind of, I feel like it's a gradual process of the first step is figuring out how to get people into who you are and be very real about who you are. And then if it takes like six minutes at first, that's a long time, but... But it's not that long in a headlining yeah. set. In a headlining set, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
uh, and paradoxically, I think I it can be a lot quicker in a headlining set because everyone knows they're there to see you, even if they're not your fans. They know like, it's Here's about the last you. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Here's it's about this guy. Yeah. We're buying into him immediately. Where in a fucking weird bar show where half the people are bombing and like they don't trust the exactly, exactly, like, exactly. It has to. You have to just kind of say and. Funnily enough, because I used to do those shows and just crush all the time. Right. I've had more people be like, hey, man, that was fucking, like, come up to me afterwards. That's because you seem like a thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because there is, like, a weird thing of, like, not giving a fuck about anyone's approval that right. people really like. People love it. It's so, you know, it's so funny to hear you say you weren't good at crowd work or you felt like you weren't good at crowd work or whatever. Because it, what happens is once you figure out how to do it, people look at you and they think, well, of course you're good at crowd work. Right. Because that, that was the same thing for me. Right, Hosting right, all right. those shows over and over and over again, I just had to learn how to do oh, crowd yeah. work just yeah. because I didn't. I was so sick of saying the same of thing course. and paranoid about hosting every show and telling the same joke right, every night. Right, so, right. Yeah, that's more necessity. And I was like, when I first started doing it, I could only do crowd work for like a minute. Of course. I would yeah, do yeah, a yeah. minute of crowd work and then I would tell my jokes and then I would do two minutes. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I could just do, you know, an in, indefinite amount of time. I could just right. keep going. Right, right, right. And it's no different than learning how to tell jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're learning. It's the same repetition. It's yeah, funny. it's just repetition. But the thing is, it, it, you are just so much more out on a limb. So it's oh, like yeah, yeah. You can really bomb. And even when you're good at crowd work, you just, that you just take that. It's like, it's like, you know, shoot. Like, Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. And he's, you know, he shoots like. 50% from the field like if yeah you, if you were to like you know shoot 50% from the field that's incredible you know but they but they're all at the same time you're also getting credit for being spontaneous and that's you get true. the extra credit so you don't have to say something that amazing and you can you're get a huge a, a laugh yes, yeah yes you really and that's why it's so hard sometimes for people when they if crowd work goes well and they have to follow it up with material, if they Especially don't have jokes or bullshit, they don't have strong <laughs> material. If they don't have really good material, it's hard. And if they have a different, what was hard for me is, uh, my, my persona in jokes is completely different than my persona with stand, true, uh, with true. crowd work. So I really couldn't do both of them. If I did a bunch of crowd work, if I do a little bit, it's fine. Yeah. But if I do 10 minutes of crowd work, my I seem like a different person when I right. start telling jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, for sure. That's a big and that's again, that's that's upper level like that's what we're talking about is just doing crowd work and then figuring out how to weave it. And that's sort of where I'm at now where it's like I cuz the other thing with the crowd work is like it's it is easy. Like when you figure right. out it's the easiest thing and it's very easy to just ask like certain certain questions just ask i mean you just ask a sexually provocative question to a woman and people are like oh right i can't right. believe what I, I mean the hack thing is about how many if you fucked any black guy i mean that's like the thing everyone goes to to like <laughs> make fun of people that do like you know standard sort of crowd work or whatever yeah. but i like to do shit now where it's like i'll ask a question that sort of leads into the next bit of or course that's like but that that is a different that's just a strange I don't know. That's just, just good crowd just work versus something different. hacky crowd work. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got it. You have to ask like weird questions, and that's like that's like filtered down stuff that I got from Joe List, who heard it from Big J, who's great at crowd work, who right. like, was telling him, yeah, you have to ask kind of off the wall questions. You have to ask kind of because Big J had that like show that's like all crowd. Yeah, work. yeah. So you have to come up with different stuff to figure it out. And uh, the thing I would always do at Big Hunt because I felt like at Big Hunt, a lot of people 
didn't know that much about comedy. Right. They're down in this weird basement, but they're all consultants. And I used to be a government consultant. Yes. So I felt like I'm going to bring you guys in to, I'm going to give you a bridge from your boring ass DC life into this weird basement and into comedy. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start off by talking about you being a consultant. I'll relate. Right. Because I understand. I can make fun of you in a consultant way. (laughs) Right, right, And then... You know, Stavros thousand dollars to do it. Yeah, is then that how making fun of you in a consultant <laughs> way is. Yeah, charge you way more yeah. money than and, it but costs. I'm not, but then <laughs> I, but then I tell them that I'm doing that to them right now. Right. Because you right, guys right. just paid me to yeah. do this yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the funny yeah, thing yeah. is yeah. that you just gave me a bunch of money right. to do it, and now my friend's gonna come up and talk about eating pussy yeah, after this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what just happened to you. Yep, that's uh, right. And you deserve it. That's what you signed up for, you fucking goons. You you said last night that you were kind of. You're still working on how you want to do stand-up. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm figuring out the next thing that I want. I don't know. I feel like I'm in a weird spot and creatively where I I have a lot of old stuff that I don't want to necessarily get rid of that's never been on TV or anything. Right. But I'm not super thrilled to talk to talk about it. But So I'm, I'm gradually losing things out of my old yeah. act and keeping the stuff that only really merits it. But then... You know, I'm feeling an hour, so I'm doing some stuff that I'm not super... What is there a difference between the old stuff and the new stuff? Or is it just it, the fact that you've been telling it forever? Um, There's a little bit of a difference. I mean, some of the jokes I legit like, where it feels like I almost stole jokes from someone else. Like, <laughs> I'll do a joke and be like, that was pretty fucking good. Like, because yeah. I forgot. Like, my life is so different than when I wrote it, where I'm like, oh, that was a good, that's a good, you know... Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. Me now wouldn't have thought of that angle. You right, know, it's, yeah, like, right. it's like me four years ago, you know, that's what life was like. And it's not a lot of that, but it's like, I think I'm less, I think I'm less set up punch. Like I love joke writing and I love like, and in my heart, I always do that stuff, but I've gotten a lot better at tags now than I used to. I used to have very short right. bits and like now I really like trying to. Yeah. Extend the joke. Extend them and get laughs out of things that aren't hard punchlines, which is right. like, but that's also a slippery slope because you don't want to be the guy who just gets laughs off of interesting, like, yeah. verbiage. Yeah, yeah, that's like, true. Uh, you know, I mean, some people are really good at it. Like, Patton Oswalt's great at it, but there's a lot of shitty Patton Oswalt's. That, of like, course, there's a whole school of so them. So it's like, I don't want to just be doing a lower version of that because I'm not built like that. I don't I don't come at it from as, like, a storytelling kind of paint-a-picture narrative place mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, I do... I. At the end of the day, it's like I do still, I am still it's like just a joke jokes, writer, yeah. so I don't want to like, I don't want to use that too much as a crutch, like, you know, but. Do you have any stories? No, I'm working on something. I might try, last night, just kind of at it, because the crowd was so good, the hot, the crowd was so hot yeah. yesterday that I was like, I gotta, I gotta, let me just try something totally new this week, just because I just, I, I want to know, am I just killing because, like, anything will work, you know, or right. like, let me just try it, or let me. So I just like out of some crowd work, the like the topic of threesomes came up, and I ha- I've recently had a horrible threesome. Like, like last year I had like a horrible threesome, and the girls like followed up out of the blue, and I fucked them again, and it was just like both of them again. But yeah, yeah, both of them again. Okay, and um, and I just tried to do. I just told sort of that story, and it was good. It made me feel good because it was like I was kind of constructing the bit on the fly, and then. It worked, but it didn't like. It ended kind of fucked up, which I actually yeah. preferred as then like it just crushing no matter what I was saying. So it was almost like oh, because you use could learn something from exactly, it exactly. Because like 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still learning because I'm still so new at headlining. That, yeah. Like every set is like, you know, and I want to I want to nail it down and I want to know exactly what my hour would be because I do want to get an hour special soon. Um uh or a half hour. I don't know. I'm just Sure. Like, I understand. just I want to do a long special soon. So I am still nailing down <clears throat> just doing it and doing it flawlessly so that if I work on it for another year, it's like something that I could be like, "Hey, put this on TV." <clears throat> um, but it was like it was good to just be like, "Let's try something totally new." It's almost like a control for this crowd, right. you know? Something oh, that that's right. Bomb, yeah, is it going to bomb? And there were there were dead spots in that story, but luckily with stories, it's kind of easier to get over. Yeah, dead you, spots. it is. It's it's very easy to get yeah. over it. Um, yeah, I definitely felt that way. Like, uh, even in crowd work, I would, that's the only time I felt comfortable mixing stories in. I'd be like, I'll tell you a story right, right. now. And it's kind of, because crowd work is so start and stop, yeah. you have a little bit more uh, leeway than if you're doing rapid fire jokes, then you tell a, a, not, a not worked out story. Right, right, it right. Really, you can really <laughs> yeah, feel yeah, the yeah. drop yes. uh, in that. But uh, I think it's the same thing as crowd work and jokes where it's just the repetition of it getting Mm -hmm. it worked out getting the confidence when you tell it so that the kind of less tight punchlines hit because you are you're telling it in the in the way so yeah i guess you're gonna take you'll take whatever they're gonna give you i guess special wise half hour hour oh yeah i mean i mean it's something i yeah i'm at the point i'm not again i don't even have a legit TV credit, but my career is strange because no, we, yeah, no, we have a following. Yeah, totally. And it's the kind of thing where I feel, I mean, obviously, I want to do whatever. Like, if, if there's a long special opportunity, I'm almost certainly going to take it. But if I am at the point where it's like, if there's something that I don't feel is right for me, I don't really feel you don't the need pressure to, do it, right. to, like, you know, to just take anything given to me because I have, you know, we, we're lucky to have podcasts and people listen to Come Town and all that stuff. And touring is going really well and it's like i'm not hard up for money right now and so i want to make sure i'm doing what's best for my career it's and a- you know and what like is right for my jokes artistic like you know stand-up is weird and it's also the way specials come out aren't really that's not the way stand-up should be interacted with you know it's like Why an hour you- special is just like that's not what stand-up is fundamentally so it's like why do you say that i mean it's just a canned you're not watching stand-up. You're watching someone watch stand-up when you see a special. You're saying that watching stand-up on TV on TV at all is not it's stand-up. It's not it, yeah. I agree. I yeah. think that watching, watching stand-up on TV is like 25% of the experience. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll give it a little more than that maybe, but like it's fundamentally not that what the art form is. So it's like, so that's just also something that I have to think about like how are my jokes going to work as good? Because I know I'm a good comic. It's also like I have a problem with tape in general. Like I don't have that much tape. Oh, really? You feel like you you feel like your tapes don't, that aren't a good represent? Well. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're fine because at the end of the day, I'm a good enough joke writer that. Yeah, the jokes. I would think that's really the important part for sure. But, but the other stuff that I'm trying to do about like all the stuff we're talking about about like getting your personality across. Right. That's fucking hard to do over video. It's hard enough to do in the room. Yeah. Like I'm barely learning how to sort of do it now. And it's like just the greats are able to do it. You know what I mean? You want to have like it's hard to have charisma on screen in general. Like, yeah. Some actors who aren't can't act. It's like there's something about them that they get stuff across. And once something gets filmed, you're not really a stand-up so much as you're sort of an actor in a weird way. You have to have sort of like skills that are like 
different from just relating to a group of people in a room. Yeah, that's really interesting. And so I'm still, I haven't even begun to consider what needs to be done there. And that's probably something I've been avoiding because it's not something that's come that comes naturally to me. And it's something that the only way to really work on it is tape yourself a lot and watch learn, a lot yeah, and learn, learn what, what it is. What and you're no doing. one wants to do that. Would, you know, you are in the, uh, you are in a good position in terms of, you already have pretty much an hour mm-hmm. that's yeah, usable. I feel good about it. That's not you know, and if you got an hour tomorrow, you could start putting it together I think quickly. So, yeah. But on the other hand, you don't have that pressure of having to use that. So you can keep developing the hour, which probably by the time you get something, you want it to be perfect. A monster, you know? yeah, yeah. So you can really build it into that by and the that, time yeah. you get it. Yeah, ideally I would like to – right now I have – I when I started headlining, I had 45 minutes of material that I liked. Now I'm pretty close to an hour. And I'd like to get to the point where I have 90 minutes because then it's like either I get an hour and then I have something to build off of the next exactly. one. Exactly. Or if I'm really lucky, get, you know, I have 15 and a half hour or maybe an hour and a half, whatever the fuck it is. Like, we're just, that's the step. Like, it was enough, 45 was enough just to headline to get by. An hour is enough to feel very comfortable to headline. And 90 minutes is enough to just kind of like, be prepared for everything but that's a lot of fucking time bro yeah it's a that's ton a, of time it's, it's uh, you know 50 percent of what has taken me 10 years exactly so it's like that's just it's but it's work but then you see these people that work i'm inspired by my friends that that's work what i was so just gonna hard. say i was just gonna yeah. say the the only way to do it is you know you'd be like morel or like sam michelle is unbelievable Wolf. yeah sam and michelle yeah when they you know you're Norman, talking to them list all these guys yeah and, and but Sam is like something else, and I don't know Michelle. Like I know Michelle, but like we're not close. But me and Sam are boys, and it's like to be around him. It's like fuck, dude. Like his brain just works like that. And you, you could tell. Like I mean, I'll even just sitting around talking to him, he's like, I mean, I gotta write tomorrow. I gotta write. You can just tell he's like compulsive about yeah. continuing to write more jokes. And you know, from the outside, you're you're looking at it. You're like, oh, I mean, you're crushing right now, dude. Like Absolutely. your jokes are perfect. Like what do you what do you stress out to write and about? And the stuff he throws away. Other comics would pay money to use. Right, of course. He's just like, ah, it's not, it's not good enough. Yeah, he's, he's holding still, himself to a high standard. Yeah, and then, absolutely. And that's so when you say like, the way to not do it is to say, well, I want to have another thirty minutes. Oh man, I hope I get that thirty minutes. Man, I'm gonna have to do that yeah, thirty yeah, minutes yeah. sometime. Right. The the way you do it is, I have to write tomorrow. Like I got to keep writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's like being in shape for and sure, just always for sure. having that attitude. And it really helps to be performing all the time. Like, that's the thing about, I really don't have that discipline, and I'm trying to get it across my life. Like, yeah, you know, right, of course. I'm a fucking mess in every way possible. I don't have it, but performing, it's almost like, like, without even trying to today, I re- like, after doing two hours yesterday, I was like, oh, right, here is four more ideas that sort of fit into what I did yesterday, and I'm going to do those tonight, and I'm going to, like, right. so, you know, I might come out of this weekend with just... 10 minutes between there between new and un and stuff that I wasn't in the hour so it's like right here it is now it's in the catalog now I'm thinking about it constantly so I'm interested in performing a lot and like forcing yourself to build that hour and it happening sort of organically and then piggybacking off that energy and just stay writing and stay doing it and you know it's in- it's always interesting cuz I I will talk to people you know periodically I'm not people out of town I don't see all the time and then 
I'm always interested to hear what's going on with them and like kind of what their attitude is toward things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hear some people, you're like, so what, you know, what do you get? You know, like, what are you up to? What have you, you been working on? And you kind of hear the way they're talking about things and you're like, oh, you're in deep shit. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in deep shit right. with that attitude. Like right. you're it's like you're kind of just going through the motions. And oh, it's yeah. like you're going through the motions and like only have a little bit of stuff going on. And it's like, you you know, you're going to have to have some kind of breakthrough or something to change. And I, I remember talking to you maybe a few months ago. I was you sounded good. I was like, Oh, this is, this sounds good. Yeah, 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 this yeah, dude yeah. is like, you are really going for it with stand up, And, uh, it's, you know, kind of when you hear that attitude, it's like, well, that's how you're going to be successful. You're going to be successful when you're pushing yourself to, to yeah. keep doing more. And the thing, the, the luxury about starting here and it's like, you know, I say DC comics are spoiled now and don't get me wrong. They 100% are. Oh yeah. It feels like, I almost feel like, like a fucking, like, uh, guy who works for like who a, a self-made immigrant that comes back yeah. and sees his children crashing their Porsches. Yeah, into, yeah. You know what I mean? Into, yeah, into yeah, shit. yeah. But like, I'm also spoiled in that like, yeah, like if I could just text you and be like, what is anyone, is it, if no one's booked for this, can I just come down and do 20 minutes? Right. You know, and it's like, you know, you do new stuff. If you do 20 minutes of new stuff, even if like, you know, ten of it really hits, five of it's okay, and five of it bombs. It's like, well, there we go. We got something to like, sure. You know, come down and do, and it's like, you know, I. So that's like a cool thing, and I think when I, that's the thing, it's like, you see me locked in because the only times you'll see me are when I'm locked in. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise I wouldn't otherwise see you. I'm, I'm fucking yeah. getting high as shit in Queens, right? And just taking mushrooms and watching Thor movies. It's good to see it at all, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. also, I think, the other thing is you've really started to to carve out your own persona, mm -hmm. which I don't think I definitely didn't used to think about it. I think it's kind of dawning on everyone that you can't just tell jokes and do stand up. Like you have to have a, you have to have a point of view I and mean, right. you gotta be unique. But, in some but way. also it's not, that is what doing stand up is like being able to tell, like if you don't have that, you're not really doing stand up. The whole point of stand up is to, it's it's a 100% you're by yourself it's all you yeah and for years you're just learning how to do it and once you learn how to do it if you're not trying to completely be yourself right if it's like as corny as this shit is like the Gary Shandling documentary is really good he just talks about like it being like almost self-discovery and it's hilarious <laughs> it's hilarious for him to say that because you hear him talk about like I just gotta find myself and then it's like jokes about having a little dick or whatever yeah. but it's like <laughs> yeah. and I'm the same way where I, right it feels to me like this grand spiritual pursuit and I'm ultimately talking about if you have not a little being able dick. to get hard during yeah. a threesome you know <laughs> but at the same time it's like I do feel like that's the whole fucking point it's like this weird if you don't come if you're doing it and you've never come up with like who you are and even guys that are just straight joke writers you understand who they are if they're good at stand up yeah through the jokes yeah it's like it's almost like seeing someone through echolocation instead of like light it's like you put together their jokes paint such a clear picture of who they are right. that you get them or they're just okay and you don't they're funny and you spend an hour with them and it's fine and even headliners some headliners are like this yeah definitely and it's like all right but was you know who who really who gives a shit that's definitely yeah. the case. I think Pat Oswalt called it funny, but who cares? Which is pretty, like you know, accurate. it's a t and it's a tough place to you know see headliners in that place, right? Where you're like, you gotta like, 
you got to do something more. Yeah, it's for sure. You can't just w- with the jokes. You yeah, feel satisfied? Feel you wanna, good, anything baby. else you want to get out? We can talk Not about really. your dad and go no. through all that. No, I don't think so. Come see me live. I have a whole chunk about what a piece of shit my father is. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, save it for the last Yeah. Show. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, cool, buddy. Thanks. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.